the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black in your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I was up late, 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 late watching that Giants game last night, so forgive me. You just feel like if you turn it off and they lose, it's a disappointment. And if you turn it off and they win, it's a disappointment. So you have to kind of stay up regardless. In my world, it doesn't make much sense. Uh, so, so, so sorry. I'll do my best to give you the best show I can and maybe that Sleep, uh, depravity, depravity, I think one word's more right than the other, uh, will help. Um, let's see, let's talk markets, let's talk investing. First things first, I took yesterday off for the holiday, which is switched from Columbus Day to Indigenous People Day. And not to make fun, but it is sometimes difficult to figure out what's going on and when. Um, took the day off, enjoyed it, uh, got a little camping in, so to clear the mind, which I think is always important as an investor and as a person, find something that calms you and relaxes you. Long-term interest rates are rising, dun-dun-dun-dun, um, stocks are falling, 10-year treasury now sits at one point, almost 8, 1.77%, it's actually an up, well, the interest rate's up, and stocks down so you figure out which sound effect to be playing so um, higher interest rates kind of scares the markets I think with that said um, sometimes you can't predict the stuff you know when you see oil moving higher airlines should move lower but no oil moving higher probably means economies are doing better which probably means more airline usage so long-term interest rates are rising Oil's ever so slightly lower, but it's above $51 a barrel, which it broke that $50 ceiling. Alco issued some disappointing sales guidance for its Arconic segments after reporting its in-third-line quarter results. Um, so the market's lower today to start. But again, that's kind of the start of uh, earnings season. All right. All right. 
Are you with me? U.S. dollar index up. Uh, we love you. We love you. We love you, the dollar. The yen and the British pound weaker. Stronger dollar poses a headwind for multinational companies in the United States like GE and Apple, Coca-Cola, any company that does business kind of uh, on an international level that's, that's more than a little, you know. Um, so what else do we have to see out there today? The FedWatch tool called the CME's FedWatch tool, which we sit around and we go, will the Fed raise or will they not? We're kind of thinking that they will. Uh, about 70% chance in December. And again, you know how I said interest rates are rising and the markets don't seem to like it? Um, rates might still continue to rise. The SP 500 has increased six tenths of a percent. And this is something I said um, to a friend while camping. And you take this for what it's worth. Uh, Donald Trump is clearly falling apart in the polls. And Hillary Clinton is celebrating, but it might be one of the short-lived celebrations where she gets a you know hundred-day honeymoon period of like woohoo, but the economy could start going south with or without her, with or without Trump, with or without a Martian as president, um, if rates continue to you know slowly increase. And uh, come December, we're seeing an increase of you know another 25 basis points, highly likely. Samsung has provided the lead headline of the day. They've discontinued production and sales of its Galaxy 7, Galaxy Note 7 smartphone. And it was a smart thing that they did. It is something that could have ended up killing someone. And that's when things would have gotten really hairy for Samsung. Um, right now, they can say, no one's died, and we've issued a recall, and we don't want anyone more sold. And if someone does die, they'll say, but we issued a recall. Um, too many phones were exploding, too many phones were blowing up, too many phones were causing problems, even the remanufactured phones. And this is one of the problems that Samsung has, is that they desperately, desperately have to get a hit product out there, so they don't have that ability to test as much as Apple does. You may say Apple's become boring in the past few years. I own shares of Apple, although I did recently sell some shares of Apple. Uh, not very many, but some to fund some other projects that I'm working on. Um, so, Samsung stopping production of its Galaxy Note 7 a day after it halted global sales of the Starcross devices. They say this is for the benefit of the cu customer and the consumer safety. So, they're going to stop the sales and exchanges of Galaxy Note 7s. Uh, stopping production. This is pretty hardcore. This is going to cost them $17 plus billion dollars. Uh, plus, you know, the next phone, where Samsung was cute and saying, hey, look at us, look at our camera, it's flat, and Apple's is, and then, hey, look at us, we've been waterproof for years, and hey. Now, Apple's going to be able to say, yeah, our phones don't blow up. And in the mind of you and me, that's pretty big. You know, you may not think it is, but in the 1970s, I was growing up, and... I could have been on the show Strange Behavior, you know, <laughs> except for I was 10 years too old at that point, because uh, that's based in the 80s. But in the 70s growing up, I remember talking with other kids, what does Ford mean, found on road dead? You know, what does, uh, you kind of get the idea, Pinto, there was a car called a Pinto, put a new transmission often. 
and he kind of learned that American cars sucked, stank, blew, weren't very good. So my consumer, my in my inner consumer, didn't buy an American-made car for twenty plus years, thirty plus years. I've never owned a Ford or a GM, and it all goes back to that childhood. Japanese cars were made better, and maybe it's true, maybe it isn't true. But Samsung has a problem now. Um, millennials will, will remember. You know, those are the phones that blew up. So going through a second round of recalls, the Note 7 brand has been damaged by this. They're going to have to probably kill the name Note. Um, they need to not rush the Samsung 8 phone, whatever it's going to be called. So, um, <clears throat> let's see, what can I say about that further? Probably a big win for Google. Great Google to Moogla. Probably a big win for Google. So, Apple, for sure, will get a little bit. Um, and seeing that, you know, Samsung's the biggest competitor, really, to Apple, uh, you'd think that Apple would get more, but Apple's so big. And uh, they still have yet to take out the all-time high in the last 52 weeks. So you can see that it's it's doing a nice thing today, but nothing all that in a bucket of chicken, per se. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Uh, money, investing, and more. Seagate Technology raised its first quarter sales guidance. Semiconductors and tech are doing very, very well. Very strong demand right now for enterprise-class hard disk drives. Illumina, which is a biotech player, its stock is down 27%. They warned its sales for the third and fourth quarters will be below expectations. Um, We're seeing increased trading activity as a result of the headline news out there. So October is amongst us. Will it turn into a scary October? Or will it be a pause that refreshes? Or will we continue to have legs to move higher? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. One thing not really talked about in this election cycle, as nasty as it's been, and the most recent debate was almost humorous. Um, if you find where we are as a nation to be lending itself to humor, beyond the sex-related scandals last night's, not last night's, but um, Sunday's. Yeah, Sunday. Sorry, I took yesterday off. 
the president's debate featured questions from undecided voters, and you know they talked about you know taxes and energy independence. But the one thing they didn't really talk about in any way, shape, or form was Social Security. Uh, for the you know uh, Social Security questions out there, when's it going to run out? Social Security is amongst the top issues for older voters. Um, 78% of voters at age 65 and older and three-quarters of those between ages of 50 and 64 said this will be a very important for their decisions in 2016. Um, we're not really talking about it as a nation. So Hillary Clinton's campaign suggested she would raise the maximum taxable cap on annual earnings, which is 118500 this year for Social Security. Uh, so the most fortunate would pay more to expand the program. And again, it goes back to the, the Bill Clinton era where, he, you know, we got a balanced budget, but we did it by raising the taxes on Social Security and not necessarily by having a surplus. There was, a, you know, more money coming in from Wealthy.commerce, no doubt about it, um, from day traders, no doubt about it. But the bulk of the surplus came from raising taxes on Social Security. It's interesting right now that Clinton is winning the campaign in the polls, and there's almost a certainty that uh, there'll be higher taxes, which markets tend not to like. And yet, because there's a certainty that she's likely to win, the markets seem to be calmed by that. It's the demon known versus the demon unknown debate that rocks Wall Street. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. One of the areas that I get frustrated with is I see a lot of the worst-case scenarios. Um, CFP Chad Burton, he sees a lot of the best-case scenarios, people with money ready to retire. I see a lot of people who uh, are failing, and they you know, reach out at the last second, like looking for a financial lifeline to solve all problems. Uh, what are you seeing? Uh, incomes keeping up with prices? Or, uh, are people, are you starting to see people skew a little younger? Uh, we're definitely seeing a lot more couples buying houses as opposed to individuals, um, unless they're carrying a ton of equity from another property that they've uh, sold. Uh, that's on the purchase side. As far as refinancing, it could be almost anything. We see the worst case scenarios as well. Um, one of the, the more tragic cases that we see quite often is people who are in a divorce situation or a separation situation where one person is going to keep the house with the children and the other person is moving on, but the one person by themselves cannot refinance the property. Um, so what ends up happening is they make some sort of agreement where they both stay on the loan or they both refinance before they leave and they have to stay on title. So it kind of gets commingled uh, settlement. Um, that, that's probably the more tragic one that we see. Uh, there's going to be the people who don't qualify flat out or they have a bankruptcy or foreclosure that's keeping them from lowering their rates. Um, that isn't tragic. That's tragic in itself where there there are people who are well qualified um, that need to lower their rates to help them improve their cash flow, but they have some sort of credit event that is keeping them from doing it. Those are the type of guidelines which I wish would loosen up a little bit, um, mainly for the fact that they're still qualified. So are incomes keeping up with home prices? Because in the last five years, you've seen this massive recovery. Right. Um, so I've seen, you know, I've seen homes go up. If you bought six years ago, you've maybe doubled your money in some cases. Well, there could be a case, Rob. Could you afford to buy, rebuy your house at today's price? 
There's, there's, yeah, you, pro- you may be able to, but there's a lot of people who can't. So they're they're stuck in these houses, and, and it's one of the reasons why one of the news uh, pieces that we see all the time and has been rising is the home remodeling index. People are getting ha- having no other choice but to improve their property because they can't keep up with the home prices in order to move and to stay in the Bay Area. Um, but in general, like, like San Mateo County, only about 10 percent of the residents uh, can afford the median home price with the median income. That's one of the lowest numbers in the nation, and that's that's only goes up in the, in the East Bay up to about 20%. So there's 80% of the people in the Bay Area. I think the, the average for the Bay Area in the nine counties is about uh, 22%. So, no, it's not, Rob. Okay. Uh, incomes are not keeping up. Um, down pay, people can't save enough money for down payments. They can't compete against be, uh, overly qualified people. There is a case here that's saying that the 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 rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Or the poor are getting replaced by wealthier people. Which I'm getting richer. <laughs> people want to hang out with me. I'm kind of a big deal. Especially if you're young. Are you one of those hot spots in your neighborhood, like the Google bus stops? And I wish. Yeah, we're you know, a quarter mile around your house. It's a little bit pricier. I've set up a Pokemon Go um, site, but not for children, but for hot models. So hot models keep coming by the house. Pikachu! Um, and you can capture the wealthy guy. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. Someone's working on that app right now. So I just gave someone the app of the year. Finding finding wealthy white well wealthy single men. Uh healthy too. So tested. So tested. Oh the most like, important part. That would be part of the Pokemon Go or the, the billionaire go game that, you know, oh you just captured a billionaire, but he's got HIV. Wah wah wah. And your character dies. Just saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, speaking with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Um, so that Saturday Night Live did a skit on Wells Fargo. And... Uh, how you can't trust them, and they kind of did it up as a kind of an 1800s pioneer days kind of shtick of, uh, you know, a cactus salesperson, not cactus, cactus juice salesperson. I don't know what the word is. Um, but that tells you, like, maybe it's time to buy that stock because it's pretty well hated at this point in time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Warren Buffett called Trump's bluff, and he released his tax data. Basically, during the Sunday night's presidential debate, Trump said, you know, hey, a lot of um, Hillary supporters haven't paid taxes, you know, just like me. And Buffett, you know, <laughs> he gave his copies of his returns. Buffett is one of those guys that he says, criticize the job, praise the person. Which is fantastic, fantastic advice to tell your children. It's never criticize a human being. Um, criticize the position, not the person. For Buffett to do this, it's personal. <laughs> Black now. 800 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested, and more. Americans are expected to expend a record $8.4 billion on Halloween candy, costumes, and parties this year. One in five Americans plan to visit a haunted attraction. (laughs) There is a company out of L.A. that got onto Shark Tank. Um, called the L.A. Haunted Hayride. It's on track to draw 80,000 visitors this year, with thousands more at similar hayride attractions uh, launched across the country. Um, Big one in New York, for instance. It's dressing up as zombies. It's, you know, it's scaring people. It's get that, you know, visceral thrill of, can you just get to the exit? But for the L.A. success, the success of the L.A. Hayride, there's, you know, tons of mom-and-pop attractions that have been killed off by insurance risks and government regulations. So um, then you get Universal Studios, you get Knott's Berry Farm, you get the L.A. Hayride, um, and you just can't keep up. But it's the business expense that's killing the small businesses who are trying to keep it going. Do you remember going to a haunted house as a kid? I do, for sure. The JCs um, used to put one on in my uh, local city, and I remember always looking for them. Like, I want it to be scared. I don't know why, and I must have been a pain in the butt for my mother. But insurance costs, you know, you have to make sure that people don't get hurt. So... Um, but yet, you get young people who have this idea, like, I'm going to put together this business, it's going to be an immersive theater, it's going to be a traditional haunted house, but I'm going to mix in a little bit, you know, modern, you know, statements on politics. But it's the insurance costs, and it's not ever what you think it's going to be. So anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Bring in CFP Chad Burton, talk a little financial planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. So you and I recently were talking about younger people having a lot of money in cash. Right. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, they don't trust the market. I was talking to an HR person recently, and she's like, yeah, my company does 8% match, and all I got to do is get these young people to sign something, and they just don't do it. Like they're turning down 8% free money. And another thing she said is in their 401k, they, they take 10% out, but it all stays in cash. Yeah. I, I think it's the 99, 1% you know, movement that we had that almost worked against the same people. Okay. Um, because of what happened on Wall Street. And you know, I, I believe some people should have been thrown in jail for what happened with the credit crisis. Um, I think some people, and going even further back... Um, let's talk about people thrown in jail because I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. And, let's, and, who are we going to throw in jail from the IRS? In 99 to 2001, <laughs> there was that excessive period where we, from 96 to 2000, we went straight up. Yeah. Crazy markets. Mm-hmm. And then when it fell apart, 
you know, the people who were hurt were people who got in late. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who hurt those people were like some CEOs of like that should never have been CEOs, companies that should never have been publicly traded. That's mm-hmm. something that I wish our SEC could figure out. Yeah. Like, shouldn't there be a tougher requirement for going public? Nope. And remaining public. I mean, like, can you justify no revenue and have a huge multiple on your stock? If you've got no earnings and you've got little revenue, I, th- like, I think there should be some warning signs yeah. on the stock ticker or something. So at least people see, like, if this company continues this, they'll run out of money in three years. Right. Yeah. Which is one of those tools that you and I like. Barron's always does a annual edition of companies that are burning through cash. Yeah, that's a great one. And it's 100 companies. It's like, I don't want to own any of those 100 companies. Let's, <laughs> let's take a looksy looksy. That's right. Um, People going to jail. It's it's tough. Yeah, they could be. So the the 99%, 1%, you know, the all those protests and everything else, those same people, I mean, are you ever going to trust Wall Street again? They're not going to trust somebody sitting in a room with a suit and tie anymore. So that's why you have all of these technology based money management firms showing up because people would rather trust technology than they'll trust some guy in a suit. Um, and I get it. I get it. They, they've seen their parents go through hell yeah. in terms of two bubbles, putting off their retirement, college education soaring. And they seem like they don't trust Wall Street. Yet, if we look past the 100 years you know, from today, the market's averaged over 11%. Yeah. There's even, no better return. Even despite these bubbles. And, it's, and people, statistically, there's no safer thing to do. Yeah. You know, and people look at, especially in the Bay Area, it's an issue because then people trust real estate more. I was talking to a person that they moved out of their house. Um, they've got, you know, you, if, as long as you've lived out for two out of the last five years, you can sell it and exclude your $500,000 if you're married of gains. So they're up against that time frame. They've got to put it up for sale now to sell it because that $500,000 exclusion goes away. And he's like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I want to sell it. I'm getting $50,000 net rental income on that. And when I did the math on the equity on this Palo Alto home, it was a 2% income. Yeah. It seems like a big check coming in the door. Sure. But you could double that in in uh, a balanced portfolio in terms of income. And so it's not that great a cash flow. So people trust kind of the wrong things right now. Um, so we get, we got to get these kids to just learn how to, number one, be able to invest on their own. Yeah. Be able to use technology so they can see it and trust it. Um and it's something that I've become kind of passionate about. We're working on a program just for that at our company because we've always managed half a million dollars and above. And um, I'm looking out, you know, these are our clients in 10, 15 years. So let's give them a tool um, so they can do it on their own and do it kind of with technology so they get more comfortable with the market again instead of just think about the the scumbags that sold collateralized debt obligations and then sold, sold insurance on top of it. It is really unfortunate that, you know, we did go through the quote-unquote two bubbles. And what were those two bubbles? Just making sure I got the You got the tech correction and you got the okay. credit crisis. Okay. The credit how, crisis how pulled down real estate. And during the tech correction, um, you know, in 99, 2000, 2001, my small cap value funds, my REITs, they were doing great. Real yeah. estate was doing great. Credit crisis pulled everything down. Everything fell off a cliff. Asset allocation didn't technically work because um, – there were so much redemptions in the world of hedge funds and all these yeah. leveraged assets that hedge funds even had to sell off their gold and oil, the things that tend to do well during a crisis, in order to meet redemptions. Um, but it created some major value. Like a lot of bond funds, like higher yield bond funds, dropped 20, 30%. You know, we jumped on some of that stuff in 2009 and had double digit type returns in things like bond funds. 
That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Oh, I got a big yawn. Stayed up watch, stayed up late watching that Giants game last night till midnight. That's not smart. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Samsung is recalling the Galaxy Note 7. They're just stopping it. They give up. Um, Apple stands to benefit enormously from this, as does Google. Um, it's probably a 16 to $17 billion direct hit to Samsung, but the hit to its brand and the number of people who switch and then go, you know what, I don't want to go back. Um, I know people who had Apple went to Google because mom and dad started using Apple, and they still came back to Apple products in large part because they didn't like the experience. Um, <clears throat> Apple's been very slow in being revolutionary, but their phones don't blow up, and that's worthy of note. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. There we go. We've got a phone caller. Who do we got on the air? Brian? Campbell. Brian, yeah, that's me. Hi, Rob. How you doing? I got a question about uh, new investors and ways in which they can educate themselves to adopt sort of an investment policy to stay up to date through like quarterly investments and just judging their position within the marketplace. Just ways sure. in which to educate themselves about that. First and foremost, thanks for the call. Um, how young are you? Uh, 31. Okay. And why do you want to own a lot of stocks that you have to have an investment policy tied around? Yeah. No, why do you want to own many? Why not just own oh. a lot of indexes? Uh, well, that's the uh, first question, you know, something I don't really understand fully. I mean, if I own lots of individual okay. stocks, I feel I have to really, you know, stay up to date on those all the time, just get inundated with information, you know. It's almost like it would make sense if I, uh, you know, had the literacy and education financial person, sure. but I don't my day-to-day life yet. So. Yeah, what do you do for a living? Uh, I sell roof systems. Okay, perfect. Um, hang, hang up, listen. I'll start talking a little bit about it, and if you want to drop me an email for a little more information, do. It's rob at robblackshow.com. So you sell roof systems, and uh, oddly enough, I need a solar system installed on my roof. Um, I don't know where to begin. You want to begin thinking about individual stocks, and I say don't do it. I think you need a financial um, degree of some sort to really analyze stocks, um, so that you know what a financial statement is, so you can see what cash burn rates are. I think you need you know, 10 to 20 years of experience where you start with one stock, and then in year two or three, you add a second stock. I'd rather you own a... a a diversified index of ETFs, uh, diversified indexes, ETFs, something that gets you diversified so that you can be the best roofer installer in the world. Um, I see a lot of people make big mistakes with individual stocks. I'll talk a little bit more about this when we come off break. Sorry, it's a hard break and I have to hit it.
visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. There's an axiom in technology that new products typically go to wealthy customers first before they reach the masses. Broadband services, which you know used to go to hotels and they did everything they could to you know, gouge you. I won't stay at a hotel now if they don't have broadband. Um, if you go camping now, camping sites have broadband. It's pretty odd. Um, how embedded it is as a technology now and as an expectation. So I bring that up because it ties into some of the other things that you can bring up. You know, Amazon's talking about getting into a business model where they're going after convenience stores. And you're like, really? Do we need that? And we probably don't. The point being is that the millennials love it. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. So... Pay, uh, not PayPal, but Lyft and Uber is kind of a play on millennials. Convenience. And the fact that Amazon's getting into convenience stores just tells you that convenience is the thing that's selling at this point in time. Um, so get ready for that and get prepared for that and be comfortable with that, that things change. Um, sometimes you're shocked by change and you really shouldn't be, in my opinion. Anyhow, let's move forward. Before we took a break, we had a question about how can one become their own investment policy committee. And I don't suggest it. Um, It takes a lot of time and a lot of work. Um, I've gone as far as to say that, you know, investment policy should uh, take kind of a lifetime to build your, your thoughts on. The caller brought up the idea of, you know, I want to follow stocks. And I'm like, what do you do? He's a roofer. I'm assuming he roofs for 40 hours a week. I'm assuming he spends 10, 20 hours relating in his relationship. I assume he watches an hour of TV a day. And then do you really, really want to be doing investment policy? I think the best thing to do is to accumulate $100,000 of wealth and then consider owning one stock. And then maybe it's $10,000 in Facebook or $10,000 in Apple, $10,000 in Visa, $10,000 in what do you feel comfortable with? Nike? Um, I own some of those stocks. Um, they're stocks that I feel comfortable with. I don't feel that I have to have an investment policy committee in my living room every single day, every single week, every single month. Uh, do I look at the reports? Do I look at the annual reports? Yeah. But then again, I'm also not watching TV. I watch two hours of TV a week, most. And sports. Um, but that ebbs and flows because I'm really into the playoffs more so than anything else. And even then, when I'm watching it, it's like, oop, commercial break, time to go and load dishes. By the time I get back, it's halfway through the inning. I, I don't sit and, like, mind-numb myself with with television. So I would be cautious on trying to become your own investment policy committee. Um, and if you do, consider a financial course at a local community college. Be careful. A lot of people who teach uh, community colleges tend to be, I I hate using the word shyster because it makes me sound um, older than I am. 
and I hate using it because it, it, it may anger some people. But there's a lot of people who teach college, community colleges, where they pay to teach the class or they do it for free and they get, you know, the students to enroll in, you know, how to create a household budget. And people go in and you don't realize you're getting a sales pitch from the guy. Um, so be cautious on that. Uh, but I think you need a financial class. I think you need to kind of pick up maybe the Wall Street Journal for three to six months. Uh, it's, when you order the Wall Street Journal, you get a subscription to Barron's Online, which I think is, is totally worth it. Um, so consider it to like slowly educate yourself. I think there's some good books on basic financial planning. Rick Edelman has a couple, The New Rules About Money. Um, and it's broken down into, you know, for single people, for married people, for retirees. It's, it's, it's good. I, I, I highly recommend. Um, at that point in time, I'd, I'd start to be a little more cautious um, on your expectations. Um, get a, start, go to sec.gov. And this is where you're going to start going, oh, I see his caution. And start following a company like Nike and their quarterly filings, um, their S filings, and their K annual filings. So the S, Qs, and Ks. S is uh, everything that's material in between the quarter. Q is quarterly every 90 days, and K is annual. And when you start reading this kind of stuff, you're going to say, whoa. And maybe you're an engineer, but in this case, you're a roofer. Um, and you can, you know, type in the, the data, and if you're an engineer, you can maybe scan the uh, legal documents at sec.gov for material information. Try to get into some sort of free research, whether it's Standard & Poor's, if you have an account at Fidelity or TD Ameritrade. Um, sometimes they give you the street.com, which does a lot of professional research. Uh, Moody's does professional research. Standard & Poor's does professional research. Uh, try to get into their, you know, daily insights to the market, their market projections, some of the stocks they recommend and why. Um, it really is a full-time job, in my opinion. And if you want to trade some roofing business for some uh, portfolio management business, I'd, I'd gladly barter with you on that, and therefore you don't have to do it yourself. Um, and I think we should get back into a society that does more bartering. Uh, I got a great massage a couple weeks ago, and, you know, the woman asked all sorts of financial questions. I was like, I can barter with you on that. So I can't rub my own back like you can. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.